the interesting thing is that the millennial generation, which is my generation, is coming into their prime spending years, and they will be the driving force of our economies around the world. And we have – there is no technology adoption curve for us. There is no chasm for us to cross. We are trained to purchase online. The Gen Xers, the Gen Yers, the baby boomers all had to learn to buy online. We didn't. We grew up buying online. So online commerce is only growing. James Schramko here from superfastbusiness.com, and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Today's guest is a founder and creative director of smartmarketer.com, an information hub for do-it-yourself entrepreneurs. He's also a leading authority in the e-commerce space and runs a private network of e-commerce websites. He regularly consults to companies across the United States and Canada. He's the head of We Are Family Manhattan, a nonprofit organization that and redistributes surplus goods and food to those in need. I'm delighted to welcome the founder of smartmarketer.com, Ezra Firestone. Welcome, Ezra. Thanks, man. Happy to be here. Great to have you on the show, Ezra. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, man. Ezra, you've done courses on Shopify and Amazon where you've talked about e-commerce and you've trained entrepreneurs in e-commerce. So you are the ultimate authority on e-commerce as far as I'm concerned. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on how you define e-commerce, how it's evolving and where you see it headed in the coming years, say next three to five years. Sure. Thanks, man. You know, I, I just document what I'm doing in my own businesses. And uh, we've got several businesses that are doing very well, uh, one of which is doing about 40 grand a day right now, which is fantastic. Wow. Um, and I just mentioned that because in this, uh, you know, arena of business education, the way that you um, show your success is by talking about how much money you make. Not that that makes me any smarter than anyone else. It just means I have a successful store. So um, does, e-commerce is the literally, I mean, in the literal sense, online commerce, transactions that happen online, sure. the sale of anything online. It's a service. I mean, any, any money that is taken online is electronic commerce. Now, in the lingo of our community, e-commerce relates to the selling of physical goods in particular. That's what people think of when they think of e-commerce. They think of the selling of physical goods. Yeah. And um, that's what I do. I sell physical products on my stores. I also have an information marketing business where I sell digital courses, but I don't consider that to be e-commerce, even though I am electronically accepting that money. Mm -hmm. So as far as where, where uh, physical products are going, what we're going, what we're moving towards is integrated social commerce. And what that means is traditional e-commerce was you go to Google, you search for a product, you visit a website, you add the product to your cart, you pull out your credit card, you check out you know, kind of like that. And now what's happening is uh, Shopify, which is the largest commerce platform, uh, online commerce platform uh, in the world, uh -huh. um, has connected with Pinterest and Facebook and Twitter. Um, and you can now um, basically make one-click purchases from within the social application. So Facebook is getting people's credit cards on file right. by releasing a peer-to-peer -peer payment system through their messaging like PayPal. And then eventually you'll see click to buy this with one click. 
in wow. the newsfeed. So you can make a purchase without ever leaving the Facebook newsfeed. So the next big thing in e-commerce is, is integrated social commerce. And it's coming about, uh, it's already available in a very small capacity, but it will be more widely available. Uh, people won't have to leave social networks to make buying decisions. Wow. That sounds pretty awesome. It's crazy, man. So what's, what sorts of physical goods are you selling at the moment, Ezra? Uh, I sell coffee and skincare. Okay. Right, right. Handmade, organic, edible skincare and co- also cosmetics. Coffee, skincare, and cosmetics are, are, are my uh, markets. Okay, so my next question was going to be, what sort of businesses do you think should consider embracing the e-commerce model? And I think the answer from your previous comments is just about any business that can transact online. Yeah, I think that um, I think that no matter what your business is, you should be you should have a way for people to pay you from their computers. You know what I mean? Get yourself a shopping cart, collect payment before they come in, make it easy for people. They want to pay online. They don't want to carry around cash. They don't have to pay you when they come into your establishment. Sell your goods digitally. Uh, that, you know, the interesting thing is that the millennial generation, which is my generation, is coming into their prime spending years and they will be the driving force of our economies around the world. And we have, there is no technology adoption curve for us. There is no chasm for us to cross. We are trained to purchase online. The Gen Xers, the Gen Yers, the baby boomers all had to learn to buy online. We didn't. We grew up buying online. So online commerce is only growing. Right. As more and more of them come into the age where they have credit cards and they can make purchases themselves, which is only going to increase exponentially, e-commerce is just going to explode. That's right. I mean, it already has and it's still going. Okay. So could you share some of the most common challenges you've seen, Ezra, with people getting started with e-commerce and what's worked best with overcoming them? You know, I think the problem that most people have is they just never get started. They run around looking for a product for a million years. They never get their website up. It's like, get a minimum, get something together. Let's get something going here. Um, So I think that the most common problem is never actually getting started. And the easiest, you know, and what you want to do is figure out some kind of minimum viable offer and get that up and get it selling. Just anything. I don't care what it is. Figure out one thing to sell and start with that one thing and begin marketing it. Okay. You don't have to have everything in place before you start selling. Now, let's let's say we have someone from the audience who's listening. If they want to get started with selling, how do they go about finding something that they want to sell? What's the what's a good starting point? You know, I I don't do my my training is good to better. You come to me when you have a successful business and you want it to get better. I help people go from six to seven figures, from seven figure to eight figures. I don't do a lot of getting started training. That's not my specialty. Um, There's places to source products like Alibaba, and you can get stuff from China. And and I don't recommend actually sourcing from overseas. I I recommend finding something local um, that, that you can you know put your hands on and touch and know how it's made and the key with sourcing a product is you need some level of uniqueness um, so that you're not just selling the same crap anyone else is selling. But again, I'm not the guy to go to to learn about how to pick out your first product. I'm the guy to go to to learn about how to take your business to the next level, how to scale, how to drive advertising, how to get, how to convert, how to drive repeat business. Um, but as far as picking products to sell, I think that's like a not a problem that I can solve for you. Sure. Okay. Okay. Let's move into our action section, Ezra. What actions do you think a person can take to take their business from six figures to seven figures? You know, use the e-commerce platform to do that. Yeah. So look, you got to have something to sell. 
number one. And we talked about this, some kind of an offer that people actually want. Uh, and the other thing is that people focus on the product. First, you have to focus on the promise. People don't buy the product, they buy the promise. Right. They buy what you tell them it's going to do. And, um, you know, two p- people will look at two different products. They'll see the one that has the best promise and they'll buy that one. And this goes for services as well. And they'll never know which one was better. Now, the, the job of the product is to live up to the hype, to live up to the promise. So the, the product has to deliver the goods, yeah. but you've got to, you've got to work on that sales message first. You got to figure out what people want. What problem does this thing solve? Mm-hmm. And what I like to do is pick one visibility source because the way it works is you need to generate visibility. Mm-hmm. So you need people to know you exist. Then you need people to say yes which is conversion, right? You got to get them to actually say yes to you. Mm-hmm. And then once they've said yes, you got to get them to come back and do business with you again. So if we start from the first step, pick a visibility source and put all of your attention on getting good at driving visibility. And that could be joint ventures, that could be paid media. I I love Facebook advertising, Pinterest advertising, Instagram advertising, Google advertising. I think Facebook is the biggest one and the easiest one to get started with. Sure. Become an expert at driving visibility on Facebook to your offer. And if your offer doesn't convert, well then you got to figure out why people are not buying it. Survey them, you know, put an exit survey on there. Ask them why why did you not purchase today? Like what is it about your offer that's having people not be interested. Mm-hmm. What we do is we send people to article pages, pieces of content that are uh, like, for example, if you were selling a piece of software, you'd send them to a case study about how amazing this software, how, about this business that that doubled this company that doubled their business by using this amazing piece of software, mm-hmm. and then the people would click through to go to the software. I send people to five makeup tips that then they click through to go check out my makeup line. So I'm using content to engage someone in a conversation that alludes to a solution, and the solution is my product. So figure out how you're going to advertise. You need some kind of a sales funnel um, and and start working on advertising. That's really the first step. Become an expert at advertising. You get good at the things that you put your attention on. If you put your attention on advertising for 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, you'll get better at it. Right, right. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. You mentioned another point, which was a a great one. Our common friend, James Schramko, talks about this all the time, and that is solving a problem. So you need to get very clear on a problem that your audience is facing, find a solution to the problem, and that's your offer. And then you work on visibility by, as you say, become an expert in advertising. Facebook is a great place to start because it has the capacity to be highly targeted. You can also do really good quality retargeting through Facebook, which I've discussed in some length with Keith Krantz in a previous episode. These are, these are great things that people can take to get started with taking their business from six figures to seven figures using the e-commerce platform. Yes. Okay, so uh, Ezra, could you talk to us about the books that have had the biggest impact on you and why you found them to be so powerful? You know, there's a book I recently read called Willpower. And it's so phenomenal because it relates to your whole life. And essentially, you know, the way that you do your relationships, this isn't in willpower, but, but I'll explain why it's relevant to willpower in, in a minute. But the way that you do anything in life is the way that you do everything in your life. The way that your, your relationships and your communication and your friendships are is how your business is. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's one thing there. So, so that what basically what they said was that there's sort of two traits that predict someone's success. And one of them is intelligence. And the, you know, raw intelligence and the other is willpower. And until recently, they didn't believe that you could improve either one. They just believed you were kind of born with it and you kind of are stuck with what you're born with. But they've recently figured out that you can improve your willpower. Right. And willpower is the essentially the, the willingness to stick with something, to not give up, to, um, 
Uh, and I'm not articulating it near as well as this book. This book was phenomenal. But basically, the way I kind of think about it is like a lot of people have intentions, but a lot of people don't hold those intentions. It's one mm-hmm. thing to sort of intend to have a successful business. It's another thing to show up every day enthusiastic with a good attitude and move towards that goal. Right. You have to hold the intention. You can't just have the intention one time and say, okay, deliver it to me, universe. It's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And what dictates your ability to hold an intention is your willpower. So I would check out that 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 book. It's really phenomenal. Okay, sounds great. There is also a point when an entrepreneur needs to say, okay, this is not working and move on. So totally. Could you talk a little bit about that? When does how does one decide, okay, I'm showing up every day. I'm showing up with a good attitude, but it's not working. This is it's time to now cut loose and move on to something else. Well, it just means that whatever like it, it doesn't mean you need to give up on being an entrepreneur. It just means that that whatever your offer is is not nobody wants to buy the shit you're selling. Mm-hmm. So you need to figure out something else to sell. If 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 you are really giving it a college try, you've put together an offer page. You've put hundreds, maybe thousands of people in front of it and nobody is taking you up on it, mm-hmm. then what you're selling, people don't want. You got to find something else to sell is, is where you're at. You're not at, you're a failure. You're not at, you can't make a business work. You're at, you've got an offer that people don't want. And that's what it is. It's about getting that offer that people want. It may take you a couple times. Okay. Finally, Ezra, how do listeners find out more about you? And is there anything you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Yeah, you can find me on smartmarketer.com, which is my, my blog. And what I want to add is that you know, a lot of people will tell you to hustle, to grind, to sacrifice. And I think that's terrible advice. I think that you shouldn't work more than eight hours a day. I think that you, that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And if you work yourself into the ground, you're hosed. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs do that. They go on a sprint for three months and then they burn themselves out and they work till their eyes bleed because that's the Mm -hmm. advice they're getting. Uh, I think that's the, the worst possible thing you could do. I think that what we want is slow, sustainable growth, steady pressure every day. The key to success is consistency. Yes. It's not some special you know thing. It's just showing up every day and keeping moving towards your goal and putting slow and steady pressure on. And um, that's what I would suggest. Sure. Don't, don't overwork. In fact, you speak about this a lot on your podcast with James Shramko, the Think, Act, Get podcast, which I listen to a lot and really enjoy. Thanks, man. So... I would recommend that listeners go and check it out. It's a it's a really great show. And also, if you do want to find out more about Ezra or even meet him in person, you can show up at the Superfast Business Conference where I believe you'll be speaking, Ezra, in March next year. That's right. I'll be there. Superfast Business Live. It'll be a good event. So if you're listening to it uh, before then, then come on out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to meeting you there too, Ezra, because I, I interviewed every single person who presented at Superfast Live last year, and I am plan to do the same this year. So I really look forward to meeting you in person, and thank you so much for being on the show, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Okay, so that was a really, really good episode. Short, sweet, compact, and full of information. Some of the key takeaways for me in that episode were around getting to understand your market and coming up with one piece of content that is a solution to the problem your audience is facing and then driving traffic to that content, which leads them to your products, which offer them a more detailed solution. Another really key takeaway for me was focus on the promise before you focus on the product. So make sure you have a promise that is quite enticing, but be sure that your product delivers on your promise because if it doesn't, then you're going to do your brand quite a bit of damage. I really liked his point about having intention versus holding intention and his point 
point about showing up every day as opposed to just having an intention to show up and then not actually delivering on that intention. He also said the key to success is consistency. And I really think that is one of the most important things that you can take away from anything related to content marketing and probably entrepreneurship in general. So I hope you found that useful. Some related podcast episodes that you would probably enjoy if you enjoyed this podcast would be episode number six, where I talked to Chris Garrett about content marketing in a lot of detail. Episode number 14, where I talked to Ralph Burns about Facebook advertising. And then episode number 21, where I talked to Keith Kranz about Facebook advertising, where we mentioned retargeting as it relates to video. You might also want to check out episode number 15, which is all about Google AdWords, where I interview Mike Rhodes, who's one of the leading authorities on Google AdWords. And if you liked this episode with Ezra, you'd probably enjoy episode number two with James Shramko, where we talk about recurring income. And then when I interviewed James Shramko again on the 50th episode, where we talked about how to drive business profitability and apply frameworks that really work to create the ultimate lifestyle. Now, as I always do, I'll link to these related podcast episodes in the show notes, and the show notes will include all the links that I mentioned by Ezra and myself and will include timestamps of this podcast episode, etc. So there's a whole lot of content there that you can really get a lot of value out of. I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, please leave a review on iTunes and share this podcast with friends. Also, if you want any help and any consulting advice, head over to ProductiveInsights.com forward slash hire. That's ProductiveInsights.com forward slash H-I-R-E and book an appointment. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today?